it brings me great joy to um, uh, just see that this day has come. We are a little bit over a year and a half old as a church, and God has been doing some miraculous things in our local body. And um, today I'm going to take another Sunday off from teaching. It's been a blessing. So last week we had our online experience, and the week before, Pastor Kyra bought a word entitled, There is More. How many of you were blessed by that word? There, there is more. And um, so we're glad you're here. Let's give it up for our first-time guest again, church. It's an honor that you are with us. Um, you guys are going to get in shape in your arms, you know, by the time I'm done with you with all this clapping. But... Um, Hey, this individual who's going to bring the word of God today to the pulpit has been uh, with me since uh, day one. Um, he moved from Florida with us, he and his wife. Uh, his wife is our kids director, Krizia Tran, and we love her to death. She finally uh, has some time to come in and listen to a sermon because she's always working hard back there for your children and um, but man Chow is a phenomenal individual he's an honorable young man come on now give it up for Chow Tran come on up Chow come on up give it up for Chow y'all so good let me let me pray for him before he preaches so <laughs> lord we love you and we thank you so much for chow uh, we ask that you would bless him um, bless the, the meditation of his mind and uh, lord allow his words to be your words um, give him peace and allow him to have fun we are ready to receive um, open hearts pen and pad and hand and uh, god just use him today in jesus name amen chow train everybody thanks man Wow, church, man, this is amazing today. It truly is an honor and a joy and a privilege to be here with you all today. But before we begin, I want to take this time to honor our lead pastor, Pastor Josh and Pastor Kyra. You know, in the book of Romans, it says to give honor to whom honor is due. And uh, to you, Pastor Josh and Pastor Kyra, thank you for your sacrifices. Thank you for your yes to Jesus, because without y'all, we wouldn't be here today as a church. And uh, I'm believing big that Gaithersburg will not be the same with you guys here. Let's give it up for them, y'all. Hey, I got a question for y'all. How many of you guys in here been to an airport or traveled to an airport recently? Wow, that's pretty much everybody. <laughs> so one of the last flights that I flew out of was from Orlando to Ohio. Me and my wife, Krizia, were on our way to see our parents in Ohio. Let's give it up for Krizia, y'all, one more time. She's your HL Kids director, making sure your kids are safe every Sunday. She's my wife, my favor from the Lord, my crown, and my one-day future baby mama. So anyways, we were on our way to... Orlando to Ohio, and the goal was to have a friend pick us up. So if you know a little bit about me, I love strategizing. I love planning for things. And uh, even to the point where it annoys Krizia, 
you can ask her how many times I've came up to her and say, Krizia, what's the GP for today? So GP stands for game plan. So that game plan was the individual was supposed to come, pick us up, and drop us off to the airport. It just saved us on time and finances. Well, when it came time for that friend to pick us up, I actually got a phone call, and they said, hey, I'm so sorry, Chow. I'm not going to be able to make it. I ran into an emergency. So I'm like, you know what? It's all good. We'll just go ahead and drive to the airport and park our car there. So we packed all of our stuff in Krizia's car, and we were off on the highway. And literally, within the first five minutes of getting on the highway, a car pulled out in front of us, and Krizia had to slam on her brakes. Like, literally, things were flying everywhere in the car. So if you're taking notes already, ladies, keep your car clean. <laughs> so you, you know that, that feeling you get, right? When something startles you, that sympathetic nervous system starts going, that fight-or-flight hormone, the adrenaline. So right then and there, it just set the trajectory for the day. And as we were continuing the driving forward, we ran into some heavy traffic. So I don't know about you DMV folks here, but you guys think you have it bad? Orlando, I-4 is something else. <laughs> Sam's laughing. But um, that set us on a, on a delay to the airport. And um, when we got to the airport, the airport is literally like a maze trying to find a parking spot. You remember Krizia. And an interesting fact about the Orlando airport is just not a regular airport, it's an international airport. So they say on average over 40 million people travel in and out of Orlando every year. So we were on a, on a delay getting to the airport and by the time we arrived there to get our tickets punched in, the lady at the counter was like, here's your ticket. If I were you guys, I would run to your terminal right now. Now this whole thing turned into something like the movies, right? Just picture an Asian man in flip-flops sprinting through the airport. <laughs> Not in the GP. So we eventually made it to the airport. We got on the plane and with only just seconds to spare. And I just remember being there on, on the plane, just sweating, heartbeat racing, just my inability to focus, just anxiety to the roof. So it makes me wonder how many of us today are living in a constant state of stress, in a constant state of anxiety, with our minds running wild and our inability to focus? So I love where we're at as a church is because in the book of Philippians, Paul gives us handles on how to overcome anxiety and stress. Paul knew that we can overcome our anxiety by focusing on what is right, by fixing our focus. So I want to deliver a message to you today based out of Philippians 4, 4 through 9, entitled, Fix your focus. Turn to your neighbor, look at them in the eye and say, fix your focus. Turn to your second choice neighbor, ask them, are you focused? Are you focused? You focus. All right, everyone is focused. So before we jump into our main passage of today, I want to give you guys a little context of what's going on. And if it's your first time here, you guys have to come back next week, please. Pastor Josh is our lead pastor here, and he's been doing a phenomenal job at breaking down the context of it, as well as his lovely wife, Pastor Kyra. And uh, if you guys miss it out, go on our podcast, our iTunes, check out the, uh, the podcast, and you'll be able to receive a little bit more context. Shameless plug-in, let's go. All right, so the, the book of Philippians is actually an epistle. An epistle is basically a fancy word for letter. 
And this letter was sent to the early church in Philippi. So Philippi at the time was in Eastern Macedonia, current day Greece. And uh, interesting fact about what was going on at that time was Rome was the powerhouse of the entire nation of the world. And Philippi just so happened to be within its territory. So scholars believe that this letter was written around 62 AD by Paul, the apostle Paul, and he was in prison at the time. So we pick it up here in Philippians 4, verse 4. We're going to go through 9. Y'all ready? All right. It says, always be joyful in the Lord. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Other translations, the word considerate is gentle. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think, think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learn and receive from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Hey, let's pray real quick, y'all. God, we thank you for this time, Father. We thank you for your word, Jesus. We thank you for all the people that are gathered here today, Lord. God, I pray that your word would land on good soil and let everything else be burned to chaff. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so if you guys are taking notes, the first point I want to talk to you today about overcoming anxiety is called focus on rejoicing. Focus on rejoicing, point number one. So this point is based out of the first two sentences in our main passage. I'm just going to go ahead and read it again really briefly. It says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. That's the main scripture background of this point. So the Greek definition for this word is kahiro, kahiro. So kahiro, the definition of it is to be full of cheer and to be well off internally regardless of external factors. So for my Bible students here who are just learning to read the word for yourself, you guys know that the Old Testament and the New Testament comprises the Bible. The Old Testament was before Jesus came, and the New Testament was after Jesus came. And within the Old Testament, the original language was in Hebrew, and then the New Testament was written in Greek. And so when it was translated over to English, we get the, the first translation called the King James Version. That's where you have the these and the thous. And uh, as you know, we don't talk like that anymore. So that's why we as a church, we go through more modern translations like the NLT uh, and so forth. So if you guys are studying for the first time, I'd encourage you to go back and, and see the original language of it. You'll get more as you're studying out of it. All right. So internal joy, regardless of external factors. It's funny, in the book of Philippians here, in the letter of Philippians, Paul mentions joy 12 times in this book. And for all my numerologists out there, the number 12 within scripture represents governmental foundation, completeness, or wholeness. I don't think that's by accident. And at a glance, I think it's kind of ironic the man that a man that is placed in prison tells and the people who are free to rejoice. But I'm willing to bet 
Paul had more access to freedom than those who were not in chains. And it makes me wonder, how many of us today are walking around imprisoned in our minds to anxiety and stress and weighed down by the anxieties of life? And so I love it here because Paul gives us handles on how to rejoice. So the question we have to ask ourselves is how do we access this joy that Paul mentions? And the answer is actually found in the text. It says, don't worry about, I'm sorry, verse 4, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice in the Lord. You guys catch that? Rejoice in the Lord. So this is what Psalms 16:11 says. It says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So if you're taking notes, write this down. True joy comes from getting to know who God is and getting into his presence. In other words, something happens to you when it's just you and God. Something happens to you when you take that time out to have that intentional time with just you and the Lord. And it reminds me in Scripture one time, um, Jesus actually went up to a mountain to pray. And uh, he would do it often. But one time in particular, he took his three top disciples with him. Y'all know him, right? Peter, James, and John. And it's recorded in the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Mark that when they went up there, Jesus transfigured before them. The Bible records that Jesus' face shone like the sun and his clothes became dazzling white. And y'all remember what Peter said when he was up there? He's like, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you like, I'll pitch us three shelters. So your boy Peter knew that being in the presence of God was good. And it makes me wonder, how many of us are fighting for that one-on-one time with God today? How many of us are being intentional with that alone time with God? Can I talk to y'all like you're on my team at Highlight Church here? You guys can't be effective leaders if you're not setting up intentional time to be in your word with God alone. Away from your cell phones, away from social media, away from the distraction and noise. And uh, for me personally, I can only describe it uh, how I go through it, but uh, those moments when you're there alone with God, like he truly speaks to you. And seek those time out. Have those mountain experiences for yourself. All right, so let's continue on with the next verse here. John 15, 9 through 11, it says this. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. I love that verse. I love that whole chapter, actually. And um, a way that you can kind of think about this passage is that there's something about Jesus' words that will naturally cause us to fill up with joy. Those red letter in your Bible, if you have a red letter Bible, those words, Jesus' words, according to Scripture, says will fill us up with joy. And I wonder, if you're in this season and you're feeling more stressed out lately or more anxious than usual, I wonder if you haven't been in your word or haven't been in your word enough. So staying in God's words and scripture will cause you naturally to rejoice. And it's, it's great here because in the book of Matthew, you know, Jesus, when he got tempted by Satan for the first time, he responded back, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 
So you have to feed yourself with the word. You know, this isn't in my notes here, but um, I actually just had coffee with a pastor friend, a local pastor friend here. He's actually a scientist at the NIH hospital or NIH research facility. And he was telling me, he's like, Chow, did you know that there's new cutting edge discoveries out there that links your thoughts, your emotions to your immune system? He says that when people are undergoing stress or having negative thoughts, their immune system are more compromised. And uh, in scripture, in the letter of John, it says, Beloved, I hope all is well with you, and that you are in healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. And another part in Timothy where it says, For physical training is of some value, but spiritual training has more value in this life and life to come. So there is some value in, in taking care of our health. I truly believe that when Jesus comes into your life, he forces every single area to get better, whether it be your finances, your relationships, and including your health as well. So just real quick, give you guys some uh, advice when it comes to this health. Number one, exercise. Number two, diet. So when you're stressed out, there's a, a, a hormone, a catabolic hormone called cortisol that rises in your body, and it just destroys everything. And they say that when you exercise, that cortisol level can lower. So what you want to do is you want to exercise moderately to help appropriate those hormone levels. Um, and I recommend about three times a week. You guys will feel a lot more better emotionally when you do. And secondly, real fast, uh, nutrition-wise, you know, we are what we eat and what we put into our body, you know. So I would say a couple things you guys can experiment with. Number one, magnesium. Um, they say magnesium is a natural muscle relaxant, and it's responsible for over 400 enzymatic functions within our body. So to put it to you this way, if you're deficient in magnesium, 400 switches in your body aren't working properly. Good sources of it is avocados, green leafy vegetables, kales, and spinach. Uh, and lastly here, to the last one I'd recommend you guys can try out for your anxiety, is uh, DHA omega-3 fatty acid, docosahexaenoic acid. So they say that your brain is actually comprised of DHA, and one-third of your nervous system is uh, DHA. So DHA just helps you out with uh, your cognition, your focus, and your calmness as well. You can find that in, uh, in salmon, uh, walnuts, and I take an algae oil. So try it out. If it doesn't work for you, you can email me at jbreading at highlight.church. <laughs> so let's go to our next verse here, uh, back in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Write this down. When you are facing anxiety, praying invites heaven to move on your behalf. So this, this verse isn't on the screen, but this takes place in the book of Daniel. We don't have time to go through Daniel right now, but if you guys can, read that book. It is phenomenal. He's just a man of character. But uh, this verse is uh, Daniel 10, verses 12. Uh, this is an angel speaking. He said, Then he said, Don't be afraid, Daniel, for since the first day that you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before the Lord, your prayer has been heard in heaven, and I have come here to answer your prayers. So something happens supernaturally when we pray. Heaven moves on our behalf. You know, just the other day, I was at Harris Teeter buying some avocados, and um, I was trying to scan the barcode, and it wasn't, it wasn't scanning. And I got extremely frustrated. I was on limited time. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw an icon there that says, call attendant. And you know what that thing said to me when I pressed it? 
He said, help was on the way. There's somebody in this room right now that needs to know that thing that you've been praying for, heaven is saying, help is on the way. Help is on the way. Touch your neighbor and say, help is on the way. Praying invites heaven to move on your behalf. One thing, too, I want to take a spin on when it comes to worry and anxiety. A lot of us, like, stress over it and don't like the feeling. But my concept to you today is that it's an indicator that you need to pray and give thanks. To put it you this way, when you're hungry, your stomach growls, you know it's time to feed yourself. Who drinks coffee in here? You guys know when you feel that headache starting to come, what do you guys need? Amen. So when you guys start to feel that, that worry and that anxiety, it's an indicator that you need to pray. So embrace it. Embrace that feeling. All right. So maybe you don't know how to pray yet. Maybe you're new in your faith and you're just starting out. For me, I grew up uh, Catholic, so all I knew was like the Our Father prayers, the Hail Marys, and memorize that uh, to life. But uh, to take you back to a time where my prayer really evolved, this was back in Orlando. So um, at the time, we were attending a church, and uh, they met in a movie theater. And in my head, I'm like, portable church? This is weird. But uh, at the end of the service, this handsome gentleman came up on the stage, held up a connection card, and he said that, hey, if it's your first time here, please fill this out. Fill this out over here. And uh, my mother-in-law at the time, she's Puerto Rican, so she always likes to be on fire and always like to have that passion. She's like, chow, you better fill out that card before I whoop you, boy. <laughs> So I filled it out, and uh, I turned it in. The very next day, I get a phone call from a guy named Pastor Josh. He's like, Chow, um, thank you for filling out a connection card. I'd love to get you plugged into a small group. And I'm like, you know what? I'm new to this area. I'm just going to check it out. So the group that I actually signed up for was Chris Conjo Giannis, your creative director. And I just remember coming into that group, and I just see all these guys who are a little bit more experienced in their faith and the way that they prayed. And uh, it just inspired me so much at that time. Uh, but it turns out, one of the first session, sessions, Chris turned to me. He's like, Chow, can you pray us out? In my heart, I was like, I don't know how to pray. I'm like, holy host of God, help us in this moment. It was an awful prayer. But <laughs> nonetheless, it was a muscle that was building in me. It was something that I was working in. So I want to encourage you today, if you guys haven't signed up for a light group, a community group. We're starting here very soon, and it is essential that you get plugged into a community where there are leaders that will help you pray and on your faith. You know, I want to take this time real quick to honor my leaders that are in this room. So if you're a light group leader right now, stand up out of your seat. If you're a light group leader, stand up out of your seat. Thank you guys for what you do. Thank you guys for how you're teaching God's people. And join in their group, starting up soon. All right. So back to prayer and thanksgiving and uh, remaining in your word. I want to show you guys a, a photo here before, before we move on. And it's actually on the screen, just to give you guys a little bit of a culture of what we do. This is actually back in uh, Orlando at the time, and you see uh, Pastor Josh here. You know, we were meeting in, in his house, and uh, it was really cool because we'd all get there uh, every single Tuesday, and this thing would be like 
like real professional like. And one of the, the times, we actually had a, a post-it notes up there on the wall. And uh, what these post-it notes were was every individual that had liked our page on Facebook. And we as a team earlier on was very intentional about prayer for people. And I love it is because today we're still heavy within this culture when it comes to prayer as well. Just the other day, I had a, a phone call that I made out to one of our new guests. And she's been telling me, she's like, Chow, you'll never believe it. This one time I, I came up to the blue tent for prayer after service for my daughter um, that was facing a condition that wouldn't be healed that the doctor said for three to six months. And he said that that week that you guys prayed for us, that we took her back to the doctors and she was already cured and already healed. Praise Jesus. So with that, I want to encourage you as praying with yourself is vital, but when you get together with a body of believers and pray over things, heaven will move on your behalf. All right, so what about Thanksgiving? The Bible tells us that it is God's will for us to be thankful in every circumstances. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says this, Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 8. Oftentimes, we don't know uh, what God's will for our lives is. Um, and Pastor Josh, when I first met him, this is what he encouraged me with. He said, child, start with God's revealed will within your life. And as you see in this passage, God wants you to be joyful. He wants you to never stop praying. And he wants you to be thankful in every circumstances. And I'm willing to bet here today that if you're sitting here, there's something to be thankful for. There's always something to be thankful for. Lord, you know I'm struggling in this season right now, but God, thank you for my breath today. Lord, you know I'm struggling in this season right now, but thank you for the community that you placed around me today. Lord, you know I'm struggling in this season right now, but thank you for never leaving me, never forsaking me. Lord, I'm struggling in this season right now, but thank you that I am seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. When that devil tries to put that anxiety and that stress upon you, look at him and say, not today. Notice where I looked when I was addressing the devil. Because when you look at him in the eye, you already elevated him. If you want to talk to a devil, write a note, put it on your shoe, because he's under your feet. Come on. Always something to be thankful about. Always something to be thankful about. Write this down. An attitude of gratitude has a healing effect on the heart. An attitude of gratitude has a healing effect on the heart. Paul knew that when you're thankful, you can be set free from your situation. Something happens in you when you focus on thanksgiving rather than your need. Um, so I, I want to present to you this today that prayer and thanksgiving goes hand in hand. When God answers your prayers, it leads you to thank him even the more. Uh, we're doing great on time. We've got about eight minutes left. I want to share a, a quick story with you all that I hope that it encourages you to pray more. So quite recently, uh, as some of you guys know, in my nine-to-five job, I'm a, I'm a nail artist. Um, I'm a nail technician, do nails. And uh, prior to getting to the job, I was kind of anxious about it because in me there's always something wanting to do well and to do better. So Damien over here, him and I, we, uh, we work out every Mondays. And one day he asked me, he's like, Chow, what are you reading in Scripture and what are you praying for? You need to surround your people with, with people who ask you questions like that. So I told him, like, you know, Damien, I'm reading the story of Joseph in the Bible right now. And uh, it just so happens that every time Joseph in the Old Testament 
was placed in a situation, the Bible says that the Lord was with him. The favor of God was with him, and he rose to second in command every single time. I'm like, God, I want to experience that in this workplace. Will you do it? So it was a couple days later in my workplace. I'm in the back room. I get a text message from my cousin. She's also a, a nail artist as well, and she was sending me a link to a new product that's coming out for your nails called Polygel. And uh, if you guys know about me, like, I love uh, doing nails and working with people, but my heart is in ministry. So, like, I just do it to get by. So I, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to play this video real quick. I'm watching the video, and a few people just walk on by. The very next day I came into work, my boss pulled me aside. He's like, Chow, what I love about you is when you're in the break room, you're busy working. You're busy researching new things unlike all these other guys over here. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, praise Jesus, thank you, Lord, for I know all things work for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So if you guys haven't been praying lately, pray, pray. It will lead you to thanksgiving as well. So this last point here that Paul gives us to overcome our stress and our anxiety as we're closing out, focus on the right things. Focus on the right things things. So Paul mentions eight different areas that we should be focusing on. So the number eight in the Bible represents new beginnings. And I don't think that is by accident or coincidence as well that Paul mentions these eight things. And uh, I really wish we had a little bit more time to break down what these eight things are, but you can think of it this way. If you're throwing a party and the venue is your heart and your mind, these things are the guest list. Everything else, that drama, that slander, that negative talk, not invited, not invited. Focus on these things. And like I said, too, these things here that Paul gives us, I'd love to be able to break more time and break it down individually. But everything points back to Jesus within this list, right? Jesus was true. He was honorable. He was right. He is pure. He is lovely. He's admirable, and he's certainly worthy of our praise. So if you didn't get anything out of today, my main message to you is we can overcome anxiety by focusing on Jesus. So I don't know what that thing that's causing you great stress or that anxiety is, but I'm here to tell you today, brothers and sisters, that there is hope in the Lord. This last verse here is... Uh, out of Colossians, it says this. It says, he canceled the record of the charges against us, and he took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So friends, I say to you today, that anxiety and that stress that you're in, you can walk in victory. You can walk in victory. Jesus won that victory in the cross. And the Bible declares that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God rose him from the dead, you will be saved. So I'm believing in my heart today that God is calling you right now if you haven't known him or if you want to experience this supernatural peace the Bible talks about. Today is your day. Today is your day. So what I want to do is invite you into that in this moment. So church, will you go ahead and close your eyes and bow your heads? If that is your prayer today, to get a fresh start, to accept Jesus, is this your Lord? 
heaven is waiting for you right now. On a count of three, if that be you, raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise them up. Raise them up. Hallelujah. Raise them up. Amen. 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 Church, let's give it up, yo. Salvation is in this house. Let's pray this prayer together, church. Lord, we thank you. We ask that you come into our hearts to become our Lord and our Savior. Give us power. Give us purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, church, thank you so much for your time today. It really was a joy and a pleasure to be here with you all. And before you leave, I just want to pray for you one last time. God, we thank you so much for today, Lord. Thank you for all the individuals here, God. Jesus, you know that anxiety and that stress that they're going through right now. Father, I just pray over them right now that they would fight for those one-on-one times with you, Jesus. And when they get into your word to know who you are, that you just come alive even the more. God, I pray that you give people the desire to pray more. And just as how you answered my prayers, I pray that you do the same with their lives so that they be overflowing with thanksgiving. Jesus, help us focus on the right things, which is you, Father. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.